Grace to you and peace from God our Father, and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The text this morning is from Peter's first letter, the second chapter. You'd find it in your bulletins if you'd like to refer back to it. My dear friends in Christ, it is a joy and a privilege to be here today to bring God's word to you through the liturgy and through the sermon and through prayer. There is nothing else that we should rather do than join together around God's word. This is what binds us together. It is what makes us one. This is what brings us to the joy of eternal life. Walking boldly forward, hand in hand, to see the face of Jesus. Whatever else we do today, this is the best part. Truly is. This is what Jesus told Martha was the one thing necessary. When he, she saw Mary sitting at his feet and she was jealous for, for Mary's work. And Jesus said, there's one thing needful that she's sitting here. And she's receiving all that I would have to give to her. And so it is for you to receive all that he would give to you. And he does. He gives you everything. And he does it by his word. It is by his authority that the word never returns to him void. You are a testament to that fact. The word always accomplishes its purpose, spurred on by the testimony of the Spirit, leading us into all knowledge and truth. It is by Jesus' authority that the word brings us life. It is by his authority that the word brings us salvation. It is by his authority that the word brings us forgiveness. Now to know this, that is the pure spiritual milk of which Paul speaks. The knowledge of Christ and his authority, his power for you, is the sweet milk of salvation for the soul. It is that which will grow you into full maturity. The knowledge that God the Father sent his Son to die for you, to forgive your sins, to give you righteousness, to grant to you eternal life. It is that wonderful news that commends the Christian into a Christian life. And a life with one another. We live in the glory of God. That we're constantly seeking what he desires for us to do. And I can tell you what it is. If you want to know. It is to turn to him. For all that you need. In this body and life. And he gives that to you here. And every time you gather around his word. His word isn't just a thing. His word is a living, God-breathed message of Jesus Christ for you. It is living and active, sharper than a two-edged sword. That living and active word brings you Jesus, the cornerstone of faith and the stumbling block for those who reject him. Sadly, we do reject him in so many ways, don't we? We trust in our leaders and our governments to bring the peace which passes all understanding. We choose to harbor secret sins that we commit in our hearts that no one would know rather than confess them and be forgiven. We ignore our duties to our neighbors, friends, our family members. We think ignorant thoughts, hold to silly opinions, 
focus on outward accoutrement. In doing this, we make ourselves higher than God and his ways, for we make ourselves judge over all. We seek our glory and not his. We give up our role as a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession. We are closer to the idols of our own hearts than the Lord of the heavens. And yet we are called to more. As a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, we are set apart, holy to the Lord, to bring his good news, that good news of Jesus Christ to the nations. And look around you. That's seen in this congregation today. Though we have different backgrounds and different ethnicities, different contexts, even different priorities, we are the one body of Christ coming together for a singular purpose this day, to sing to the Lord for all of his glory, to sing to the Lord for all of his goodness, to sing to the Lord for his steadfast love endures forever. We rejoice with the earth, with the heavens, with the seas, with the fields, with the trees, that he will redeem us all in his judgment over the nations. This beautiful tapestry that we see in this church today, it is a pure symbol, a holy symbol of who Christ is and what he's done and to whom he's done it. That we can come together as one prefigures the earth and the heavens and all that is in them, crying out for joy together on the last day that our Lord is good and has vindicated our faith in him by raising us from the dead. Until that day, we are being built together as a spiritual house of living stones that we might bring the sacrifice of praise do our Lord. He joins us together in his body to bring you honor. In this glorious humanity of the sacrifice for you upon the cross, the Father honored Jesus by raising his body from the dead. And if it is true that we are being built into that spiritual house that we, he so desires to see, with Christ there as the cornerstone, then you share in the very honor that the Father bestowed upon the Son. Because Jesus is honored, you are honored. Because he is honored, you are his people. And because he is honored, you are receiving mercy. You are made into a chosen race a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession to proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. As the body of Christ, his people, we gather together as one people to sing of his glory. This pure spiritual milk that brings us here, this understanding of who Christ is and what he's done, strengthens us in our lives together because we've tasted it and we've tasted that the Lord is good indeed. His doctrine, his life, his salvation, his hope, his forgiveness is marvelous light. He has the power, the authority, 
to give these things to you. And look around and open your ears. For today, he brings you forgiveness, life, and salvation anew. In Jesus' name, amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all human understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.